0: It's over. You're by yourself. It's not a great feeling, is it? Get Over Divorce starts now. Johnson here this is get over divorce where we demonstrate life after heartbreak and heartbreak comes extremely bitter when the divorce has just been finalized so you've gone through the process of counseling you've tried your best to reconcile and you find yourself at a point where you have irreconcilable differences and now you're holding the papers of dissolution in your hand It's a rough feeling, and I've been there. Let me tell you how. Off the top of my dome. For those who've experienced divorce... They will tell you that it is like a death And I will tell you That it is a death on earth And this is how I set it up You make vows You say to your partner And to the world and to God That in sickness and in health For richer or for poorer It'll be till death do you part Well You've parted Both of you, hopefully Are not dead And that is a stick in the craw and it just is. You're experiencing a death because you're grieving over something that you planned to have the rest of your life. And you could say, well, I'm over it as soon as the, as, as the separation begins. Oh, but there's more feelings that you have to process in the coming weeks, months, and even years. This is undoubtedly one of the worst feelings you could ever have. You have been in a relationship for however, how long you plan to be with this person for the rest of your life and either you initiated or your partner initiated the breach and the separation to happen. You lost your partner lost. Can't say it any plainer. Can't say it any more brutally honest and we don't want to lose in life. We don't want to admit that there's someone out there in this world who says, I tried to love this person, yet I don't love them and I can't love them. I tried. I failed at it. That is not a great feeling to have. It's not a great thing to say about anybody. And you go through so many emotions. And I mean, immediately when you are divorced, you go through so many of them. HuffPost.com has an article called Death or Divorce, Which is Worse? And there's a lot of similarities. Here's an example. Star quote, In death, we confront the finality of a loved one's passing. In divorce, though we don't generally wish our partners dead, we sometimes realize that life would be easier if that were the case. And those feelings add to our confusion, our guilt... And our difficulties in co-parenting. In death and divorce, we face the palpable destruction of the familiar. End quote. The palpable destruction of the familiar. You see, we as human beings are creatures of habit. We love to have things that are familiar to us. Change is something that really jars us. And if you want change to happen really fast, get divorced. Because the change comes fast, furious, and it is as subtle as a Mike Tyson right hook. I mean, it just hits you, and you have no recourse but to take the shot and fall to the ground. That's as blunt as I can put it. Yourtangle.com wrote an article called, Five Crappy Things You Need to Feel If You Want to Get Over Your Divorce. And they have this to say about death and the steps you have to take. In order to get past this stage. Star quote. Some experts agree that it takes one year for every 10 years of marriage to get over it. That's quite a long time. A lot can happen in a year. However, it may take you more or less time depending upon several factors. Including who initiated the divorce. How happy you were in the marriage. And your own personal state of confidence and well-being. End quote. True as that may be, you're going to lick wounds. True as that may be, you're going to build from a suffering place. True as that may be, you have to start over. I don't care who you are. You have to get to a point where you have to say, man, this sucks. And I'm lifting myself off the ground. All of us, whether you initiated divorce or you were the recipient of the papers. You have to be about the business of picking yourself up off the ground because you have to realize you're going to fall there. It hurts. There's just no other two ways around it. There's no other way to really describe it. It hurts. It it truly hurts. And it's just like death. When you have someone that you live with one day and then the next day they're gone. Well, I mean, it's. It's difficult to really ascertain. And at times it almost is you have to go through it in order to truly describe it and have that person understand it. But even then, it still doesn't make sense at times. HuffPost.com wrote another article called Divorces Like Death Without the Support or Rituals. And this is what they had to say in the article. Star quote: Losing a spouse is awful. Losing the person you love to death is the worst thing I can imagine, but losing a spouse to divorce comes in a close second, end quote. And that's the truth. I mean, you're tied to that person, whether you like it or not, whether you want to believe something else or not, whether you even want to block that person out of your mind or not, that person is tied to your DNA. With many of us literally tied with children. But even with the mate, the partner, the wife, the husband that now is your ex-wife, your ex-husband, you're tied to them. You're tied to them because there's something about the two of you that drew you to one another in the first place. And now you're in one place and your partner's in another. You're in one place, your ex-wife's in another. You're in one place, your ex-husband is in another. That's just par for the course when you say I'm done. And when you say I'm done, you got feelings that you have to deal with. Feelings such as inadequacy. Feelings such as reconciliation. Feelings such as bitterness. Feelings such as grieving. All of those things coalesces in this particular Juncture. You're by yourself. The four walls are all you have. Your mate doesn't watch you anymore. And it gets little worse than that. This is Cole Johnson, this is Get Over Divorce, and you're experiencing death on earth. I mean, you can't really sugarcoat it, you can't say anything good about it, it's just the truth. When you have that partner that is separated from you, that wants to be separated from you, and takes steps to be separated from you, it's humbling. I don't care who you are, it's humbling. And let me tell you how it humbled me and behind a curtain. Deep, deeper and deeper inside you my love grows. Deep, so deep you keep the love that flows from me. Perfect. thought this day would never come I really did not think this day would ever come if you would have told me two and a half years before this day came I would have laughed in your face I probably would have been belligerent to you however it's here I'm holding those papers the dissolution between myself and my now ex-wife Wow, I actually have to say ex-wife now. Oh, man. I mean, I've been separated from her for two and a half months, but man, it, it just feels final. This step is being done. We're actually going through with this. I now have to conduct my life away from this woman. I now can't really pick up the phone and talk to her. I now have to to keep my distance from her because my presence is cancerous to her. And yes, her presence is cancerous to me too. But I can't believe that I'm a cancerous presence to somebody. Oh man. <sighs> and I'm telling you the, the moment the moment it happened, I felt lower than the ground. It was just horrible. I couldn't believe that there's someone who says ex-husband and it's referring to me. I didn't want to be somebody's ex-husband. I mean, I heard stories of my father who also has been married twice in his life, just like me. And he endlessly talked about his first marriage because I'm the product of his second marriage. And he talked about it in excruciatingly painful, vivid and brutally honest detail. And he talked about how custody was, what was a, a struggle and a battle and how, and how infidelity played a huge role in their divorce and how even with the infidelity, my father still withstood it all and tried to make it work because the children that he had with this ex-wife were involved. And every time he would tell the story of his, his ex-wife. To me. I would hear the bitterness in his voice. But I would also hear the pain in his voice too. The betrayal in his voice. The, the audacity for her to treat him like some type of gum on shoe in his voice. And we were talking decades later. Not months, not years, decades. And so I'm armed with this information. I'm walking in boldness and I'm walking in happiness. No, it's not going to be me. And for the exception of children, it exactly was me. Because my father got divorced around the same age I did. And it was eerily similar for the exception of children, as I said. But a lot of the same things happened. Now I'm not gonna go into full detail as to who's to blame, what happened, and all of that. That's not important. What is important is the dissolution that I felt on that day. That particular day. And I remember the conversation I had with one of my cousins only days prior. I felt at peace with the fact that I'm going to be divorced from this woman. In fact, I felt happy. Like, yes, I won't, I won't be tied to this person anymore. And I remember saying something that I saw from a Tyler Perry play of all things where it was scripture that was said. So the conversation went like this with my cousin. So he walked over to me. He talked a little bit. About what was going on in his life. And he wanted to inquire what was going on in mine. And he said. Where do you see yourself. In five years. And I said. <laughs> five years. Man I don't know where I see myself. For the next six months. Let alone five years. But I knew, do know this. I know. What I'm looking for in a wife. Because you know as they say in the Bible. He who finds himself a wife. Finds himself a good thing. I thought I was hitting I thought that wisdom was about to wash over my younger cousin right I thought whoa man I hit him with a nugget and without skipping a beat my cousin said to me in response and obtains favor from the Lord you can't have the first part without the second part that's important you want to talk about a person who and I'm six feet tall you want to talk about a person who went from six feet to six inches in two seconds That was me. (laughs) That was me right then and there with the conversation I had with my cousin. (laughs) I can laugh about it now because I'm years removed from the conversation. But I'm telling you, when it happened, I felt small. And not necessarily because I got dressed down by my cousin. But I had to understand exactly what he was saying. Because what he was saying was correct. And I knew it as soon as he said it. I wasn't ready for that responsibility. I wasn't ready for a wife. Not then. And I probably at times wasn't ready for the wife I had. All of that gets circled in my head and in my person and in the, in, in looking in the mirror and dealing with myself. Being raw and being honest. In learning how I got to this point and how when I get a relationship again and hopefully I get married again, which I have. That I don't walk into those same traps again. But that day. That day that I held the papers. The day that my, my wife became my ex-wife. The day that she legally said, I don't love you anymore. That stung. And it stung for a long time. For a long time I'll tell you how it stung In different episodes But I can tell you It stung For years But the feeling that I've had I never felt lower in life Than then Because I learned on that day Somebody on this earth Doesn't love me Oof even saying it out loud now is hard to take. Perfect. This is Cole Johnson. Get Over Divorce is here. And I heard what articles had to say about death and divorce, and I've talked about how I was feeling that I could die at the moment that I received the dissolution papers when I took you behind the curtain, but what does God have to say about this? Well, welcome to The Spiritual Connection. I don't care who you are. I don't care where you are. Divorce brings you to your knees. It is humbling to know that there's someone out there who says you are unlovable. I don't love you. I don't really want to deal with you. Well, probably at the point of divorce, I hate you. And I hate everything about you. Just being blunt, honest, and truthful. And God doesn't want you to have that in you because that doesn't do anything it doesn't help anybody when you're in the midst so you have to reach for the healing as quick as you possibly can and you may be in a place where you can't do it but you at least have to attempt join with me in a moment of prayer father god in the name of jesus i thank you for this day and i thank you for this program I thank you for this listener who is hearing my voice right now. May these words touch their hearts. May these words be like the parable that Jesus taught us about the stony, the rocky and the fertile ground. May the words that I'm saying till their ground to be fertile enough to where the fertilizer of these words enter into them. So that they can heal and they can have life grow out of them. So that they can help others who have dealt with this pain, which hurts so much. Help me to be the vehicle for you. May they see you and not me when I express what the pain of divorce really feels like. And the freedom to get beyond it. In Jesus name. Amen. I know how you're feeling. I do. I've been there. I've curled up in the bed. I've driven in cars and wanted to swerve off the road. I've been in workplaces where I wanted to slap the taste out of every person I saw. I've been at dinners and holiday dinners at that where the family is just asking question after question. Well, what's wrong with you? Why did you divorce? (laughs) Something must be wrong with you. I've been in all those scenarios and situations where it was uncomfortable to deal with all of that. And I just wanted to be alone because I had to grieve. I had to grieve. At least I had to start the process of grieving. And unfortunately, that's what we have to do with divorce. We have to start that process of grieving because you're feeling a death. You're feeling something important that is no longer there for you. That's not a great feeling. Billygram.org. Describes this feeling that divorce has over us. And how with Christ we can overcome it. Star quote. I've often said that divorce is like a death. Because it's so final and painful. And it brings sorrow and grief in its wake. And like a death. The grief that often follows a divorce. Can take years to heal. In time therefore. Your feelings of anger and bitterness. May fade. End quote. That's the goal. That's the goal the, to to have that pain fade. But at this moment, that pain isn't fading. That pain is palpable. It's there. You see it. You feel it. You touch it. You can even smell it and taste it. It's there. And the only way you can heal is to recognize that death, to call it for what it is so that you don't say I'm fine. And you paint the veneer of happiness over this Gloom and that you move about in life with this false sense of happiness Because I'm telling you the veneer shatters when you're exposed And I will tell you I don't care who you are Man or woman you will be exposed You will feel the pain and you will exhibit the pain And display it one way or another CBN.com has this to say about divorce as well and overcoming the pain of it star quote divorce is one of the most painful experiences any family can experience it's not only the death of a marriage but also the death of dreams and hopes and can be more painful than the physical death which at least has a finality to it end quote and i think for me that is what hurt the most at least at least when I die or at least when someone dies, there is there is a finality. You know, There there is a there is an end as at present. My my ex-wife is still alive and I'm still alive. And it's been years beyond our divorce. The knowledge of her being alive is there. I can't escape that. But what I, what I also can't escape it's the fact that I know I got to have a life too and it has to be rich and it has to be full of joy and I can't be in that pain because if I'm in that pain, that means I'm going to deny so many good things that it's going to be due to me that God wants to impart upon me and wants to impart upon you. And I had to get to that point, but in order to get that point, I had to understand this death thing sucks. <laughs> it just is horrible and I have to get free from it. I have to shake free from these chains. And the only way I can do it is recognize, okay, I'm in bondage and this pain has to go, but I have to recognize I'm in pain in the first place. ChristianCourier.com has this to say about the devastating effects of divorce. Star quote, divorce generally speaking is a tremendous evil. In fact, it is so bad that Jesus allows it together with a subsequent remarriage. On one basis only That of fornication Subsequent unions following divorce For all parties Other than the innocent victim of a marriage Breached by fornication Constitute adulterous relationships End quote And I wanted to say that one in particular Because that's easy Not to get over Not to get through a past But it's easier to reconcile With yourself that To say that I don't like the person and I divorced him because he snores. Well, I don't like the person because she gained 50 pounds. Jesus wanted us to avoid those types of reasons and rationale as to divorce. And I could paint the, the pretty picture saying, yeah, this is your new normal. No, no, it's not your new normal. No, it is your life. It is a chapter in your life and it is the next chapter in your life that started. No question about that. But you have the pen that you can put in on the paper and you can write how you want this chapter to proceed so that you can set yourself up for other chapters later in your life. But you're the writer. You're the author. Now, you may not be the ultimate author. That's God. But you are the author of this particular story. You can write it however you see fit. And you could be woe is me and I hate this woman and I can't stand this human being. You could say all of those things or you can get about the business of not even wanting to utter one single solitary bad word about that person and say, I have to get back up. And in fact, I have to be better after this than I was before I fell to the ground. You have to get to that point in life where your death doesn't define you. Your life after death does. And that's what you have to understand right now. Listen to me. This is the beginning of your life after death. And just like Jesus, when he resurrected himself on the third day, you can rise too. If Jesus can suffer Persecution and crucifixion and be better than before himself. That's your model. Latch on to that and know that you can rise from this grave. That yeah, you're in the grave, but that's not what you're meant to stay. Lick your wounds. Deal with the pain. Look at yourself. Be as honest and as brutally honest as you possibly can be. But have this locked and seared in your brain, in your heart, and in your spirit. This is the beginning of your rebirth. Take hold of it now. Don't ever let it go. That your suffering is so unbearable, so painful, so bad, so horrendous that you just simply can't see the forest for the trees, literally, that all you can feel is heartbreak and loss. Well, I have a free audio for you. It is titled How to Heal from Heartbreak. Let it all come to you so you can be about the business of healing. Today is a new day. Claim it at the link that says how to heal from heartbreak in the show notes or at getoverdivorce.org For now, I am Cole Johnson reminding you don't be under the oppression of life's boot No Rise up and get over Divorce Perfect For more on Get Over Divorce, go to PIPPA, spell P-I-P-P-A dot I-O, and all podcast directories. Music by CXDY.